What's going on guys? My name is Jake. That's Jesus. This is your body comp prescription where we help you navigate through all things health and fitness. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at bodycompRx. We're not doctors or nutritionists as always, so please keep that in mind as we begin the conversation. Jesus, what are we going over today for episode number six? Yeah, guys, greetings. Um, episode number six is actually a special request from one of our followers, right? Mm -hmm. They requested we talk about hydration. Now, hydration is such a very broad topic. Um, so today we'll be talking about what is hydration? How does it affect hydration? How does it affect you in many different ways? And mm -hmm. everything there is to know about hydration, right? Cool. Yeah, I think this is a, a, a well-requested thing too because there's always people uh, um, asking like, oh, how much water should I drink throughout the day? And we'll get to that a little bit later. But as always, we're going to kind of like break down the science, understand why this stuff is important. But actually, I think where I want to start is I want to throw this all the way back to like middle school bio, you know, when we're first learning about the cell, learning about like what it is, what it does and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we should remember that, you know, the cell is, um, contains a lot of fluid in it. And it has this thing called a uh, permeable membrane, which allows uh, water to go in and out where it carries, you know, a bunch of different ions, like potassium, sodium, um, stuff like that. And that allows it to pass through, go in and out um, as it pleases and does all of its uh, processes that happen in the cell. So mm -hmm. um, hydration of the cell is really, really important because um, what we actually know or may or may not know is that um, cell swelling, AKA hydration of the cell actually promotes protein synthesis, which is a good thing, right? regardless of whatever our fitness-based goals are, um, protein synthesis is a good thing because it helps uh, maintain and build muscle, right? And when the, the cell is, um, doesn't have enough water in it, it actually inhibits um, protein synthesis and goes through something called proteolysis, which is protein breakdown. So um, I think the way that I wanna transition this into what we're talking about is, um, starting to talk about pro performance and how hydration can affect performance or even if it does affect performance. So when looking for, um, you know, supporting information about how hydration can affect different areas of performance, um, a lot of the studies were actually like inconclusive just because of how many variables there are to control within um, uh, performance-based things with like if you're trying to find out if water and hydration affects your uh, strength, like your power, your endurance, like basic hypertrophy uh, or muscle building, stuff like that. It's so hard to know because obviously you have um, people to deal with and people are different from person to person and how um, they excrete their fluids. Um, you have the programs that they're on and if they're the right program, if certain body types affect or get affected differently by these things. So there's just a lot of variables that come into play um, to know if hydration like definitively affects performance. But what I would say is, you know, like you, you shouldn't take that chance just because there's no clear findings on um, it affecting, like helping your, your workouts or harming your workouts. I think you shouldn't even take the chance, you know, like um, why, why see how dehydrated you can be to still like make the progress that you want? Because being dehydrated causes like a slew of other problems that, you know, can make training and um, physical activity 
so much more dangerous. So like, just, I would, I would say, don't even take the chance, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, even though there's no clear benefits, you should always do your best to try and stay as hydrated as possible. Yeah, and I think you had a really good point. We said we're bringing it back to eighth grade science. And something we've always been taught is that our body is made, um, you know, it's like 80% of water. You know, our body just has so much fluid in it. So without water, without anything in our, in our system, you know, you could see it's kind of like, it's kind of like oil to a car. You know, without the water, our body can't really function. Um, and then when you brought up performance, I think it's very spot on because, you know, when you're working out, our body naturally warms up, you know, our temperature increases internally and, you know, to cool yourself down, your body does many different things such as sweating, you know, trying to keep that body temperature low. So it's, it's really good to consider that. Um, our body, you know, when we said, you know, it has, it contains mainly water, mostly water. Um, one thing to consider is when how we consume or how do we come up with this water. 80% of that we have it from intaking, you know, your natural daily fluids, you know, drinking water, drinking any kind of fluids, and 20% of that comes from the uh, foods we consume, right? Mm -hmm. um, fruits and veggies naturally have water in them. You know, I think a good example is watermelon, right? because have watermelons oh, are yeah. full of water, right? And those are really good. And then with that water fluids we we are consuming. Um, one thing to realize is that we need this water so then our body could do these natural things that it does, such as creating tears, mucus, saliva. Um, water also serves as a lubricating factor for these areas, right? And then um, when you are producing, um, sorry, tears and mucus, um, that comes from, that, that helps in many different ways. You know, a lot of the times when you're congested, a lot of times you hear doctors will tell you, you know, consume more fluids um, during this during this time period because a lot of the times you're lacking that uh, water. And it also helps with synovial uh, fluid. The synovial fluid, so the, those who don't know, it's the fluid in between your two uh, bones, right? That fluid helps you tremendously. Um, without that fluid, you know, many people know that as arthritis, right? Very painful. So fluid helps you in that sense. Um, it also helps with digestion, breaking down your food. Right. Without the fluid, you can't really pass down water. And then while well, the food is already in your system, going through your esophagus, going through your intestines, it has natural fluid breaking that food down. And then lastly, it helps with blood flow. And you know, we've talked about many other episodes in the past how blood flow is important. Um, this having fluid and proper amounts of fluid in your system will help you with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that like. To, to kind of sum that up a little bit is it's like hydration affects so many things that were are happening unconsciously in our body, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why it's like, it's important to keep that up because so many things rely on it, you know? Like, yeah. I think um, hydration definitely affects like even metabolism as well. Like how you, um, you know, how you break down the, the, the nutrients and the food that you're consuming. And just to um, give you give you some background, you know, when you, your total body of water is uh, decreased, meaning like, AKA you're, you're dehydrated. What that does is it increases the amount of, uh, of cortisol and norepinephrine. And for people who don't know what norepinephrine is, though it's similar to cortisol. They're both stress response hormones. And we know that those aren't good. You know, having high levels of those are not good for us, especially in the sense of uh, recovery. Um, but also, you know, being being dehydrated can also hinder the 
amount of testosterone that gets produced during uh, exercise. Um, it, it also messes with um, the way that it breaks down um, carbs, since we know our macros are proteins, fats, and carbs. Um, they all get used in different ways in our body. We already talked about how um, the cell being um, dehydrated, um, that inhibits protein synthesis, meaning it makes it harder to, to make proteins. So that's already bad for proteins, but it can also affect how our carbs get used as energy and how our fats get used as energy. And that's super important. So, you know, a, a lot of these things, um, like a lot of these results suggest that like being dehydrated can, can mess with your, uh, your hormone function uh, as well as a, like in response to your metabolism being all messed up and how you, mm -hmm. you do that during like res resistance-based exercise. Yeah. One thing I also wanted to cover is, um, you know, I just mentioned right now how we consume our fluids or how do we intake these fluids. I think something we need to consider is where do these fluids go? How do we excrete these fluids? How do we become dehydrated if we're mm -hmm. naturally consuming all these fluids, right? <clears throat> and one thing to realize is that you lose these uh, fluids in your system through doing things naturally, such as breathing, sweating, urinating, bowel movements, it all has some sort of fluids that are ex being excreted from your body, right? Yeah. So it was kind of very interesting when I was looking at this, because I really wanted to know, like, how much fluids do we lose naturally? When you're um, just easily going to the bathroom, right, whether it's urinating, bowel movements, you lose about 1,600 milliliters, and it all kind of break this down a little further. Uh, when you're sweating, right, on average, you lose about 600 milliliters, and then things like breathing, when you breathe out, you're actually releasing water mo molecules. And then when you're sweating or your um, your skin is, your skin actually evaporates some water in your system, you lose about another 800. And so when you do that math, that's about 12 cups a day of water alone, you just, you're, you're losing, right? And, you know, that's something to consider because if you're not consuming at least about 12 cups a day, like, you're, you're already naturally going to be dehydrated, right? And that's not, that's not taking account to whether you had a very strenuous workout, whether it was a very hot day, if you live in California like we do, right? But the temperature is really warm. You know, that's not, you know, talking a lot. Like if you're on a podcast right now, my mouth's starting to get a little, you know, dry. I'm, I want some water. Oh, Things dude, like I'm that. Staring, different I'm variables. staring at my bottle of water right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly right, and so those are things we don't we don't take into account. So this is just on the average about twelve cups a day we are losing just for us being humans and just for us going about our daily life. Mm -hmm. So that's something to consider along with that. And then you know you were talking a little bit about metabolism. Mm -hmm. um, when when I think about those who are in a diet, I think it's very um, hard to overconsume water, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it it there's so many of us who think we drink water like lots of water, but we don't. And then so, so many of us, we think we are consuming just the right amount of water, but we actually yeah. aren't. Um, water can actually help in many different ways, especially if like you're dieting, for example, I think it could help you with replacing sugary drinks. Those these sugary drinks are usually very high calorie, right? Yeah. So I think if you replace those drinks with just plain water, it has many, many, many benefits to you. Um, yeah. And it kind, of, it kind of suppresses that feeling of, being hungry, right? Mm -hmm. So it gives you that sense of being full, you know, which helps, in, which we know could help you in consuming less foods, 
um, it just has a very lot of a lot of great benefits. Yeah, I, I think going back to what you said about it, like it being really hard to overconsume water. Well, I think I, I agree 100% because, you know, when someone asks me like, oh, how much water should I be drinking? And they're like, oh, like a half a gallon, a gallon, when, you know, like the measurement itself doesn't really matter because it obviously varies from person to person. But, um, you know, they're like, well, isn't it bad to drink too much water? And it's like, yes, you know, having too little and too much of anything is going to, you know, not be necessarily good for you. But the just to really emphasize how hard it is to like um, to drink that much water to where it actually hinders like some of the other things that we've already talked about and it causes like decreases of of things that um, are normal it, it's so hard to do you can drink an excess of of over two two gallons of water and and still not be um what would that be hyperhydrated i guess um yeah you know like i would you would get sick of water before you would get um uh you'd be consuming too much water so I just kind of want to throw that out there, but no, I think that's definitely because I feel like so many people are like, oh my God, like, did you consume a gallon? And it's like, you know, we're just let alone things we do right now. It's currently very sunny today and very hot. You know, it's winter, but here in LA, it's hot outside this weekend. And, you know, you just, just going outside. I was, I was out there earlier yesterday and it was, I was starting to sweat and, you know, I was like, oh my God, I, I felt getting dehydrated just being outside. So that's something that's really good to consider. Um, yeah. You want to talk about um, how, oh, how does age come into play? Yeah, I think another factor that gets overlooked sometimes about um, what, what affects hydration is definitely the age, you know. Um, we, we may not think about it because we're always fixated on, again, like the number of glasses of water that we drink a day or whatever that case may be. But um, your age kind of indirectly has a, um, a correlation with your hydration levels based upon your activity levels. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this will make sense in a second um, because your activity levels oftentimes dictate your your thirst response, you know, because when you're more active, you feel like you, um, you lost a lot of fluids, you know, you're sweating, you're hot, and you can actively feel that things are exiting your body and you feel less nourished. So you, you drink water to to help that, but vice versa, for people who are inactive, their thirst response kind of gets like desensitized or, or blunted or however you wanna you wanna um, you wanna say that. But just to give yeah. you an example, is uh, a lot of older people um, have hindered thirst responses because um, they don't um, they don't uh, exercise as much and they're not as active as they maybe used to be, so they don't feel as um, uh, conscious about wanting to replenish those, uh, replenish their their water because they feel like they didn't lose anything yet. You know, like the their activity level is so low that they're like, oh well, I didn't even expend any energy today. But in reality, we already talked about how um, those fluids excrete our body in kind of like passive processes that we don't even think about. So mm -hmm. a lot of times, older individuals become dehydrated because again, indirectly, they may not be as active as they used to be. So their sensitivity to knowing when they're dehydrated has gone down a good bit. 
No, yeah, I think that's totally true. You know, I think when you look at, for example, even young kids, young kids don't haven't developed that part of their body where they're able to really um, understand their thirst levels and have that thirst response, right? Oh, that's yeah. why a lot of kids, you've seen them, especially on hot days, um, you hear a lot about kids, you know, their body temperature is going up and, you know, they sometimes you even pass out <laughs> during recess yeah, or lunch, yeah, when, you know, or have bloody noses. Mm-hmm. Um, but also elderly, I think it's really good to consider because um, sometimes a lot of elderly have chronic diseases and they take medication that is known to, you know, naturally dehydrate you. So if you're already not drinking enough water and plus you're taking those medications that you really need, you know, it's something to consider because, you know, you might need to consume more than you really think, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think I want to start segueing into the, like another factor that gets um, affected by how hydrated you are is your your body composition. You know, we 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 talked about this in, in episode four and how like what body composition is and how um, certain factors affect it. But going back, if you didn't listen to it, you should. But to um, just to kind of break it down for you, we talked about fat mass and fat-free mass. Fat mass is obviously your weight that come that's contributed by you know fat. Um, the amount of fat that you have, but your fat-free mass is again your uh, your organs, your muscles, your bones, and your hydration levels, like how much water you have in your body. So if you elevate the amount of water that you drink and how hydrated you are, you're actually increasing your body composition of fat-free mass to fat mass, which is what we're looking for. So if you're one way that you can um, uh, change your body composition for the better is simply just by increasing your hydration levels. So oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Also, when we're talking about body composition, how to measure that, uh, you know, I think one thing to really look into is that um, you should be weighing yourself in the morning. And I say this because in the morning, typically that's when you're your leanest, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about morning as right before you consume or drink anything, step on that scale and you, you really get a great idea a pretty accurate idea of what your body composition is and, and you know this comes from many different things but I think that's really something to also consider yeah yeah there's a lot of factors or there's a lot of um, um, variables that get limited by doing it that early because there's no um, there's nothing that has gone in um, by the start of the day yet so it, it mm-hmm. kind of just like narrows down the amount of things that can um, affect your body composition for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think the very famous question um, we get is, how much water should we be drinking? Yeah, that's probably right. what everyone's waiting. For. <laughs> yeah, it's waiting like for. it's like. So what's the final answer? What? How many is it? Eight cups? Is it a gallon? Um, I I personally I like to say is you are really the judge of that. Um, you should know. I mean, you should really also understand. Like if you're out by your day and you've only had one bottle of water throughout your whole entire day you know it doesn't take a scientist to tell you yeah you haven't had enough water yeah Um, right that's only like 16 fluid ounces maybe at most um and you know so if you and also if you're gonna if you know you're gonna have a very strenuous workout or if you're going for a long run um you know that you're naturally now at least now you should know after listening to the podcast that you're naturally going to be losing lots of fluids Mm -hmm. um so what I, I like to do, for example, is I, if I know I'm going to go uh, on a run tomorrow during my lunch break, and I know it's going to be about 80 degrees out there, I know it's going to be hot, I know I'm going to be sweating more than I naturally would, 
I know that I, my, I need to start hydrating today, now, so then I could be prepared for tomorrow. And even tomorrow morning, I know that I'm going to make sure I, I was drinking enough water throughout my morning before my run. Um, because we, we, we lose a lot. And I think it was very interesting because I found this uh, research, um, some college athletes, right? They were trying to look into this, how much uh, water they were consuming, how much water they lose um, after their workouts. And so what they did is they measured their weight before a workout and then after a workout, right? On average, they saw that an athlete would lose about a pound um, after the workout. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they, were, they, were, they were realizing that this pound of, you know, of weight that they've lost is actually coming from their water, you know, the, from naturally sweating and screening all these fluids, you naturally shed about a pound. So a pound of water is about 16 fluid ounces, right? And that was that was just alone with um, working out. That's not even considering everything they did prior to that and everything they're doing after that. So yeah, that's such that a just kind part of, of the day. Yeah. yeah. So sorry that it's not an actual number we're giving. I'm giving you guys, but I think it's something to consider. Is look at all the factors that are going on in your life, and you know you should be able to tell how much water you should be drinking. Yeah. My my biggest my I think the way that I indicate if I'm dehydrated or not is if I feel guilty about the amount of water that I've had today. Yeah. You know, because I I naturally consume lots and lots of water because I. I, I feel like I need it and I notice when I don't have it. But when I notice that I don't have water, I know I'm dehydrated. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like that's that's a good way. If you don't feel guilty about the amount of water that you drink, obviously that's a varies from person to person, but um, mm-hmm. I feel like your your guilt will tell you if uh, if you're hydrated or not. But yeah. you know, just to just to uh, kind of keep going on some some of the other things that get affected by um, how hydrated you are is your your sleep you know I know we talk about sleep a lot on, on this podcast but like um we we already talked about how these fluids get excreted almost passively and that's why we're dehydrated in the morning when we wake up because we went so long without consuming any water um and you know that again should prove to or uh, support the uh, importance of why uh, water is important but the amount of water that you have before you go to sleep also affects your quality of sleep you know i found studies that um pretty uh clearly state uh, state that if you are dehydrated before you go to sleep sleep quality goes down the amount of continuous sleep that you have so like um the duration and like one long sleep period so like Instead, if you're dehydrated, you sleep six hours straight instead of eight hours straight or something like that. And I think that's pretty important to uh, re- reiterate as well that something as simple as sleep that, you know, happens every single day gets affected too. But, um, you know, I think I just want to wrap this up by kind of saying that we obviously talked about how hydration affects your your metabolism, you know, like how you your body processes its nutrients and your food and stuff. Um, you know, it affects your sleep. Like I just said, you know, we always talk about sleep on here. It affects your body composition, you know, your fat mass versus your fat free mass. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may even affect your performance as well. I know we we talked about how some cases are inconclusive, but um, again, you know, you don't want to leave that to chance. It's just, you might, you might as well just, you know, cash in on your insurance policy and make sure that you're all in on hydration. So you don't know 
the side effects of like it's better it's it's like you're preparing for something to happen and it like will never happen if as long as you are hydrated and doing what you need to do but you know do you have anything else you want to you want to say no i think hydration is important if you don't have yourself a decent hydro flask or water bottle you should definitely look into investing one because worthwhile definitely help yeah it's worthwhile and it's a as you can tell it's a pretty good investment into your daily life yeah well cool all right i think uh that's that's all we got today uh thank you guys for tuning in and listening as always hope you guys found it entertaining hope you guys uh learned something but uh until next time we'll talk to you soon peace peace out Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you who took the time to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, we would love it if you shared this with someone who would find this helpful. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at BodyCompRx for more tips and information. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.